God set up a system and a structure for kids and students to be discipled, challenged, and developed to be deployed, and it is the family. Hey guys, welcome to the Purpose Podcast. We are so excited uh, that you're here with us. We're just proud of you for taking time to uh, equip yourself to win your world. We believe that's your purpose, uh, to grow the kingdom, no matter what your assignment is right now. But I just want to ask you uh, to like and share this. Uh, no, like, subscribe, wherever you're listening to it, subscribe, uh, but also share it. Uh, we believe that this is going to be a really impactful uh, few minutes together, and we just want to ask you to share it. Uh, maybe have a discussion around it with your, if you have a group of friends or whatever that looks like, but here with my amazing wife, Rachel, and we're going to talk about something today that is, we we just are super passionate about, super passionate about, and that's parenting. Now, let me just stop you there. If you're, if you're a student, young adult, and you're like, hey, I'm a student, I have parents, well, hey, there's going to be stuff in here for you, uh, but also if you're a young adult, and you don't have kids yet, I just want to encourage you, uh, I, th- this is going to impact you uh, in, in a, a great way. So we're just glad that you're here. We love parenting. Uh, Rach, why don't you tell them a little bit about our kiddos? We have three children. Our oldest is a girl, and she's nine. Halfway to 18. Halfway to 18. It's crazy. And um, they talk about like in groups, like if you basically you group it in ages, like five-year increments, um, one to five, um, five to 10, and then 10 to 15. Cause really after 15, you're just, you're moving closer into a peer relationship. You're not really so much parenting. So we're entering into literally that last section of five years with JL, where we really have the most influence in our life. So, um, our second child is a boy, um, our middle, and he is five and our youngest is, uh, two and a half. Valor man. Valor. Speaking of valor, allow me to tell you a story that happened this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't usually, I usually take jail to school and then I go ahead and come into work, do my quiet time and, and get rolling. Uh, well, Rachel had to take jail to an orthodontist appointment this morning. So I was going to take the boys to school and Rachel laid their clothes out, made it like super easy for me. So I've got to get valor ready and I get valor ready and all that kind of stuff. And we got to walk out the door and valor keeps saying peanut butter peanut butter. And sometimes they want a spoon of peanut butter, but I'd already fed them breakfast, uh, which was a protein shake, a uh, muscle shake. Uh, me and the boys had our muscle shakes and we flexed each other. It was awesome. But um, Valor kept saying peanut butter, peanut butter. And I was like, I'm so sorry, buddy. We got to go. I can't get the peanut butter out right now. And he says, he finally says, peanut butter on shoe, peanut butter on you shoe. And I looked down and uh, River starts laughing hysterically, our middle one. And what had happened was I changed Valor's diaper earlier that day because he left Dad with a morning present, and uh, it wasn't peanut butter; it was hooey. And so uh, to you know, do on your shoe, yeah, he he pooed on my shoe, and it was it was it was hilarious. It really was peanut butter on your shoe. Um, but hey, uh, as far as whenever it comes to the Bible, uh, Deuteronomy five sixteen, on your father and mother, uh, as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you might live a long life. Uh, that it may go well with you uh, and with your Lord. Uh, and so th- this, and, and later on, it actually says it's the first command uh, with a promise, you know, that, that you, will, you will prosper. And there's so much about uh, not just parenting and how we love our kids, 
but also students, um, kids, maybe listening your, around your parent. You know, there's so much about honoring your parents. And this is a moment where you learn how to love and lead when you're not in charge, uh, which later in life you realize just how challenging that can be. Um, but I, we, I just want to ask you in our time together to take an inventory of your parenting, of what's most important to you. So like in our leadership uh, at Faith Promise, but anywhere that we lead, it really matters to us that we have a word, that we mm-hmm. have a growth plan. And so one of the things I want to just we're just going to ask some reflection questions uh, right here. But I just want to ask you, hey, what's the most important thing with your kids? Like, what's the most important thing in your parenting? And if I could just even expand a little bit more, it maybe if your kids are older or whatever it might be, in that relationship where you are discipling and developing somebody, what's the most important? And so for our kids, you know, even more, and this is going to sound sacrilegious to some, even more important than their grades, Mm -hmm. even more important than their sports, even more important than their friends, even more important than their fun is their outlook and their relationship with Jesus. So it matters most. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we'll, we'll read their, they know that their words and verses for the year every night. It's the last thing I'll do for each one of them before bedtime. Going to say, hey, what's your word? Even Valor at two, pooing on the shoe, you know, he knows what's your word? Peace. You know, his word for the year is peace. And so I just something to process as you, as we're asking, hey, does our parenting hold up under a microscope? And maybe you're a grandparent this season. But let me ask, what's the most important thing for you in your parenting? And so, Rach, um, just as, as and again, we, we've lived our life a certain way, but you get to spend more time with the kids. We've, we've, we've kind of orchestrated our life around, uh, around you being able to be a, a primary discipler for them in their life. But uh, other than like their words and bedtime, uh, what are some ways, because you've been really intentional, to make uh, their outlook on God the really the most important thing we want to instill in them? Well, one of the ways that we do that is we use our values, um, our family values, and um, they happen to be the same as our values at Faith Promise, which is love God, love people, discover purpose, and win your world. And the handles that go along with those in discipline, and in corrective conversations. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much, and this is something that's really difficult for me, there's so much um, TikTok parenting, mm. you know. Ooh, we talk about this at home. All kinds of theories <sighs> and, um, you know, things from like, hey, read read the book, and, and I've read most of it, of like no drama discipline, and then you have gentle parenting, and then you have, hey, here are my experiences as a, as a child. And so you have all of these things that are like pressing in on you, but really at the end of the day, the word of God, like everything, every every theory you want to use, every concept you you think through when it comes to applying it to your children and how you disciple them has to stand up with the word of God. So connection with me is a great thing, but they don't need ultimately connection with me. They need connection with the God of the universe. And we were designed to be in relationship with God, not necessarily 
um, to be designed and to be in relationship with our parents for the rest of our life. So um, my goal as a when I'm discipling them is to always connect them back to the word of God and who he is. And something that's simple is JL and River, they're like, I mean, they're they're little, nine and five, and um, they will bicker in the backseat of the car. And it's simple things like, hey, can I use that? And it's like, no. Well, you're not using it. Can I use it? And the answer is no, because I don't want to let you. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no spirit of generosity. There's no kindness. And so I will ask them this. They hate this, but I'll ask them, what are the fruits of the spirit? As soon as I hear something or I see something, I'll say, what are the fruits of the spirit? And they have to go through them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and faithfulness and self-control. And I'll say, okay, right now, what fruit of the spirit are you operating out of? What, and, um, I'll, they'll say, uh, well, is kindness, are you operating out of kindness? Are you operating out of self-control? Are you operating out of love? And usually in those situations, no. And I say, okay, well, what, what fruit of the spirit are you going to use? And then we're going to move to what are we going to do? Not just you're doing the wrong thing, which is true. We're not, we're not honoring God right now. And we're going to ask God to help us because he doesn't leave us. And so we say, what do we need? Well, I need kindness and I just don't have it. So, okay, well, you know what? God, he gives you the fruits. Of He'll give you that. Let's ask God to give us kindness. And then move. So simply in corrective conversations right now, as they're smaller with JL, it's not just, hey, you're going to pray and do this. But with JL, we have like, we'll pull those conversations out a little bit more. Hey, why do you feel like you can't use kindness right now? Well, I'm worried that he'll break it. That's a fair concern to have and processing through how we can do the same thing in love, in kindness. Hey, I don't want you to use that because the last time you used my toy, you broke it. And so this time I would rather you not used it. Shouldn't have to necessarily give him the toy, Mm -hmm. but how we treat people is important because we love God and we love people. And um, so that would be one way intentionally that we disciple our children into relationship with God and into the power of the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. That's good. That's good. Hey, something else that I wanted to make sure that we covered, and this works in uh, if you're trying to build a culture in your home or at your workplace or in your group or whatever it is, but something that I want to encourage you with is what you let go says a lot. What you let go says a lot. And I, I know, like, you go to work all day or even with, if you're with your kids all day, there's things that get said or eyes that get rolled or things like that, and and you let it go because you're tired. Mm-hmm. You let it go because you're like, oh, I don't want to fight that battle. Um, but the things that you let go and don't let go are a massive deal. And I think this is why a lot of times school might get ill because school, you know, you only get grades every once in a while. And, you know, you, ha- you have this external accountability with teachers or maybe the app or whatever. And so it, ju- it just gets elevated. But my question around, you know, hey, do we let go whenever our kids, whether it's disrespect or whether it's language or whatever it might be? And I, I think it's just as big with uh, any relationship, you know, but what you let go says a lot. And so what I want to encourage us is to inspect what we expect. And so whatever you expect out of your kids, out of these relationships, more importantly, whatever you feel like God expects out of this, we have to inspect 
that. Um, and so what, what, what do I mean by that? Okay, well, if we believe that God expects for our kids to be able to stand up on their own faith, then I have to inspect that. So mm -hmm. the kids think it's a game when we do a Bible quiz after Bible time. About every other night, we'll do Bible quiz, whatever. And they like it. It's, they're just having a good time. But part of it is to see, do they are, are they retaining anything of what we're saying? Mm -hmm. When I ask them, hey, now it's your turn. Tell me your verse. Tell me your verse. Uh, t repeat it back to me. And, for, and, and I, I'm about to gut punch you, so if you want to stop listening, this would be a good time to do it. But this, it's, it's massive for you to be able to expect, or sorry, inspect what you expect. Just like, hey, we expect them to get a good grade on tests. You know what we do? We quiz them. We ask them. Well, again, what about their walk with God? What about their fruits of the Spirit? What about their friends? Mm -hmm. are, we, are we inspecting those things? Does it take time? 100%. Is the time ticking away for your opportunity to do that? Yes so quickly. And just to tell you this, this is the gut punch. This may be the hardest part of the podcast. You cannot ask your kids to do or not do something that you're not doing. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some people disagree with that. You know, some people are going to shake their heads. No, I'm an adult, so I get to do it. Well, that's not, that doesn't sit with your kid. It doesn't sit with your teenager. You know, now if there's a law, if you like to have a beer with dinner and you're, you're, you know, your kids are 17, there's a law against that. That's different. But if it's like, so let me give you a different one. If you like to drink soda, but you don't want them to drink soda because it's unhealthy and they're not their, their kid, that's hard. There's no law there. Mm -hmm. That's just your opinion that you want something. And you can say, well, I want better for you. Well, your, your actions, again, we talk about this all the time. Your God told us to love our neighbor, love our kids as we love ourselves. And so if you don't love yourself enough, again, that, that's health. But same thing with if you want your kids to know and understand God and be able to stand up against arguments against them and all this kind of stuff out whenever they go to college or high school, but you can't, there's virtually no way outside of God just moving in the miraculous. But hey, and you may say, well, why doesn't God move in the miraculous? God set up a system and a structure for kids and students to be discipled, challenged, and developed to be deployed, and it is the family. Yeah, it's you, and so and you. Oh gosh, I, oh Zach, I don't have the degrees that you and Rachel have. Oh, I can't do this. There's people building whole houses from YouTube, and you're telling like we can't study some apologetics. We can't study. Hey, what's this verse in the Bible mean? I, I, you can't reach out to your pastor or what? Because I believe that you can. And so I think that these are that these are big. You you have to inspect uh, what you expect. Uh, but either sorry, uh, you you heard everything I said. Not just what you believe, why you believe it. Right. And let, can I ask you a question? Because yeah. I know I say these things, and we we really do. We we live these things out the the best we possibly can, and we're not perfect by any means. But the things I just said, and they're not meant to, but they're going to cause some people to feel guilt, uh, maybe some shame because they're not doing those things. I know it's something the enemy comes at you with, oh, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to parenting, when it comes to uh, being what you need to for people, right? Um, and maybe you haven't been what you wanted to be and you're feeling all this shame. What do you do with that shame? Well, um, first is honestly, first taking it to God and saying, hey, God, is this, do I need to really honor this 
this feeling? Do I need to like really take this on? And you know, there's no shame. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So I, I think a lot of times we need to make sure we're discerning between shame and conviction. Mm -hmm. God will convict us, which is simply saying there's more and there's better for better, you. Yeah. And, um, there's just a better way. God's way is the better way. And then the second thing I'll do is tell somebody and, um, you know, find somebody in community with you that you can share with him hey, struggling with this as a parent. I feel like a terrible parent. I'm the worst one ever. And no one's ever been a worse mom than me. And let them love you and encourage you. And then honestly, like you just have to make a choice to not, mm -hmm. to not dwell. Hey, I miss this time. Well, God says he can return to you a hundredfold harvest after what the locusts have eaten. They so literally God come he's talking about like restoring to Israel after they've been in exile, they've experienced famine, all of these terrible things. And God says, I can give you a hundredfold harvest, not just a harvest, a hundred times what you could have gotten. And so we see restoration in God's word. We see redemption in God's word. And my job when I'm feeling like I'm failing is, is twofold. One, to, to reconcile with the shame and put it where it belongs. Um, but two is to be transparent to the degree that is honestly like child size truths mm -hmm. um, and tell my kids. And honestly, they repeat those words back to me. So one of the things I've really worked on last year was, and I'm still working, is not being short with our kids. You know, I don't scream and yell, but I get short and I cut them off or because of my anxiety or my urgency, I, I will push everybody else. And that's not, that's not kind. And so I will tell the kids, I'll reflect, I'll be in the middle of the moment and I'll stop. And now like I can even fight, you know, fight it on the beginning because I've been working toward it. But I'll say, hey, I'm so sorry. That, those were not, that was not a kind tone. And mom wants to honor God and honor you. And I want to use a kind tone. I'm so sorry. Can I, can I try again? Oh, yeah. And my kids will even say, hey, that doesn't sound like a kind tone. Ooh. That's, usually doesn't make the, the tone kinder. But uh, being like, being what I asked them to be, yeah. which is humble in spirit yeah. and um, quick to correction. Yeah. And um, so I think that for me, that's being an example of, um, and telling them, what am I showing them? I'm showing them that I'm going to grow too. Yeah. That just because I'm, you know, you're an adult doesn't mean you stop growing. I want my kids to look back. I look back. I saw my dad constantly growing. Mm -hmm. He never stopped. And yeah. so I'm, I'm so grateful. My mom, you know, too, like you just get to watch your parents grow. There's so much hope it gives you as a child that you're not done either. Right. And, um, so I think that for shame and feeling like a failure, those would be the two things I would huge, do. Huge. And Hey, I, we, we want to honor your time. And so let me give you an action step and then an encouragement. Uh, the action step is whenever we think about our kids just give let me give you just something to a question to reflect on but are you looking and listening to what your kids are doing what they're watching what they're taking in you know we we talked last week that the the eyes are the window to the to the soul they let light or darkness in i think that's in matthew 6 and luke 11 but are, are you looking and listening um is, is that what you're doing but let me give you an action step an equipping step and hey listen and I'll, I'll get, I'm going to give you a scriptural reference for this, but it doesn't matter what you've done so far. Listen, that's not what it is. Our God's a restorer. Our God is going to give you grace. All you're responsible for is doing what he prompts you to do. 
So my action step, our equipping step for this part of your purpose, which your purpose is to win the world, but we do that through how we develop our kids, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You evangelize your children. That's exactly right. And you're going to create evangelists in your children. But is have a time, even if it's five minutes, that is only God's time. There's no, there's not a TV. You may use an app on your phone. We use the Kids U version. Bible app. We use the YouVersion Bible app. If you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, there's a kid's experience. We use the Bible Project videos. We use a lot of different things, right? But have at least five dedicated minutes for your family. And I believe it'll grow. I, I'm, I'm believing it's going to grow. Um, but you may say, Zach, I, I hadn't done it. Zach, I'm, I'm, I'm behind. Well, I want to tell you about a guy in the Bible real quick named Eli. And Eli is in 1 Samuel 1, 2, 3, and 4. But Eli had two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, and they were just dirtbags. They worked in the, in, the, in the temple. They stole uh, people's sacrifices. These guys, absolute dirtbags, right? Hophni and Phinehas, they sound like dirtbags. But and Samuel, who's the priest, was their dad. And he did not correct his sons. He did not do what he was supposed to do. He's the man of God. Yet, there's somebody who, if you're familiar with the Old Testament, you know all about, and his name is Samuel. And God brought, Sam, God brought Samuel and put him under Eli's care. And Eli taught Samuel, which I, oh gosh, if you could teach your kids something. He taught Samuel how to hear the voice of the Lord. And you know something it said about Samuel? It said that Samuel, because he heard the voice of the Lord, that not a word that he spoke fell to the ground. I mean, nothing he said was wasted. I mean, it's one of the most high praise in the whole Bible. But Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, they end up dying, right? And, and so does Eli. And either way, we'll talk about that. Um, but God gives them another chance. And you don't have to get new or more kids to have another chance. You have another chance right now. You have another chance now with this equipping step of having five minutes where we just pray. You know, sometimes we sit with the kids and we just say, all right, we're going to have a minute, and we're going to be quiet, and we're going to see if we hear something from God. And it's amazing to hear what they say. Sometimes they just say, I feel like God told me he loved me. It, it's just, Oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. So, hey, we love you. We believe in you. It's an honor. Uh, don't feel shame. Maybe you feel some conviction. It's okay. Just be obedient. We love you. We believe in you. We cannot wait to see how you and your family win your world because that is your purpose. We'll see you next week.